Warm Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is the NFL Week 18. We have made it, folks, mm. to the finish line of the regular season. Sort of depressing, but also it's been a weird year, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of ready for this NFL season to get to the high end of football. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to, ready to get to the high end of football, and then, I mean, I'm not, you know, I love every NFL season, but I, I'm ready for next year with healthy quarterbacks. That's all I want. Yes. That that's really the, the the big issue this year. Like I, they showed a graphic of like the starting quarterbacks in the NFL this season, and literally the entire left side of the line was canceled out, and then like three players left. Like it has been just an absolute massacre, which has led to a frustrating NFL season at times, to say the least. Yep, definitely, and it has definitely um, put a, a highlight on how important a backup quarterback is. Very important. Which is something, as longtime listeners will know, we highlighted at the very beginning of the season with the Joe Burrow injury of just how important that was. And then every team in the league basically found out. Um, we'll talk about the Browns. They certainly found out and various other ones. But let's start with a little divisional rivalry. Steelers-Ravens. Lines at three and a half. Steelers are the favorite over under 35. Obviously, the Ravens are playing for nothing here. There will be some opt-out sit-outs guys like Lamar will not be playing I'd be surprised like Odell might play a quarter get his whatever five receptions in to get his bonus and then sit down um what do you make how do you go approaching this week of games I guess is a larger question than this one particularly yeah I mean this game it's tough because the Ravens they're a weird team. The Ravens will play hard no matter what. I mean, they're a team that we've watched them in the preseason. They care dearly about that streak they had. So no matter what, they're going to be motivated, whether Lamar's playing, who's playing, no matter what. And, you know, there is, you know, obviously a roster size issue in the NFL. They can't rest everyone. So some starters are actually going to have to play. They don't really have a choice because they're just not going to field a team without doing that. Uh, but obviously, you know, the big, the big guys will be out, all the playmakers, I think. They'll probably rest them. I think that's probably the smart move. Um, but like I said, the Ravens, they're going to play hard no matter what. They have great coaching. They're always motivated. Not that the Steelers aren't. I mean, the Steelers can match them in coaching head, head to head. But there's just something about the players and how hard this team always plays. So I will take the Ravens here. And I mean, I wouldn't even be shocked if they won. I'm glad we're in lockstep on this one. It's one of my bests this week. I already locked in three and a half of the Ravens because you're a hundred percent right. This team gets after it, and we got some nasty weather conditions potentially hitting this. Oh yeah, which definitely favors the Ravens here because if Mason Rudolph can't push the ball down the field to his two wide receivers, because most of those starters that are going to get rested will probably be on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. The defense is probably going to have most of its starters out there. They're going to be just fine with this Ravens defense. And then even Huntley's not bad. We've seen him come out a handful of times. He's playing for his next contract in this game, essentially his next opportunity. I like the Ravens here. Rudolph is hilarious because he's coming in. I have enjoyed watching him play because he just has a fucking attitude right now. Like it is so oh, funny yeah. watching the difference between him and Mitch Trubisky. Cause I've got to imagine Rudolph who's like 28 or 29 sort of towards the back end of what his career will probably be. And it's like, what do I got to lose? And he is just flinging it up there. I mean, yeah, I'll give him credit. Out of the three quarterbacks, he's probably I mean, he's the best one we've seen in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Do you think Tomlin, is this the last game he coaches in, in the Steelers uniform? Or do you think they bring him back? If he loses, I guess, this game. He got his nine wins. So right, right. Got his, he's got his yeah. winning season again. Yeah, I I think he will. I think he'll be back for, for you know one more year. I, I think they'd be crazy just to get rid of him. Let him at least come back for one year. I mean, are you crazy? 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think we got one more year of Tomlin, and then unless something crazy opens up, right? I think we got one more year, and then he'll find a, a new home. Um, all right, let's talk about a game that does matter because you win, you are in. Uh, Texans Colts line is at one over under 47 and a half. This is the standalone game on Saturday night at 8:15. We doing anything here? What are your thoughts going into this one? You got you got a team that you know the Texans they win, they're in. Colts, they win. They give me the ball. Yeah, I, I definitely lean Texans here. I just think they're, you know, the hungrier team, um, you know, better quarterback in my opinion. Um, and I, I think, you know, whoever that two seed is, that'll be, I mean, unless somehow that one of the teams wins the division, but that's all crazy. We're assuming this is going to be the seven seed here. Whoever that two seed is, I would imagine they're rooting for the Colts. I'd much rather play the Colts than the Texans myself. Um, but I, I think the Texans, I think they win this one. I also lean the over. I don't know if I'm going to play the over, but I am definitely going to put some money on Houston. I, I'm i in lockstep again. There's no disagreement here. Yeah. <laughs> There's 100% agreement. It came Fair down. I was thinking about this game. Like, who do I trust more? Do I trust CJ Stroud against a, a defense that runs primarily cover three zone, which he just has destroyed all season? Or do I trust a Colts team with Gardner Menchu and a banged up offensive line that is going against a defense that, you allowed to air it up, but they got to establish the reason the Colts have been somewhat successful is they've been able to reestablish the run game. And you got your center, Kelly, injured, did not practice so far this week. You've got Nelson, who had limited practice this week, also an injury. That's your interior part of your line. Like, I trust CJ Stroud. I trust the Texans defense to get a couple stops in the run game, make it one dimensional, a passing game. I don't, I like it over here, but I just, I trust CJ Stroud more in this spot with the matchups that I do. Gardner mentioned the Colts. Yeah. All right. Jags Titans line is at three and a half over under 41. Another game you win and you're in for the Jags, but injury is not on their side. And you've got a Titans team similar to the Ravens that has a coach that is just out of his ever loving mind and gets his boys going at this point in the season. Do you have a feel on this game? <laughs> I'm Worried about Jacksonville here because I, I, like you said, I, I worry about Rabel just doing something crazy at the end of the season. You never know. This might be his last game there. Could go to New England. Maybe he wants to, you know, go out with the bang. And Jacksonville, I mean, they have just, they've just been folding this entire second half of the season here. So I'll, I'll go Tennessee, although I am rooting for Jacksonville because for some whatever reason, as I, I've mentioned on this pod, I, I, I just like that team. I don't know why. I do. I am I am with you here. I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence has been officially announced to whether he's playing or not. The indication seems like he's going to try to give it a go, but like he's pretty banged up. And the Titans, we talk about it in these games specifically at home. They just drag you down to the mud with you. Like they've got a banged up offensive line. They got a terrible secondary, but like you're probably not going to have Christian Kirk. Trevor, if he does play super immobile, and like Tennessee is looking to play the upset role. And we have seen in week 18, the teams with nothing to play for, but are playing a team that is in a like win and get in situation have been very successful against the spread. I saw some number that was like, they've been like 61% since like 1998 or something against the spread when they're in this situation. I'm going to tighten on this side as well. <laughs> like let's roll that way. Browns Bengals. There is nothing to play for here. Browns, Safely in Bengals, uh, just trying to get out of the season hole. Lines at seven, over under 37 and a half. 
Bengals are the favorite for potentially the last time we will see the T Higgins Boyd chase do trio together. Do we have anything on this game? Yeah, I would certainly think this is the last time we'll see that trio together. Um, I know obviously neither team really has anything to play for. It's a big spread. So I I know the Browns are going to be arresting people and everything, but give me the the better team that's, you know, getting an entire touchdown and a field goal, an extra point. So yeah, yeah, I'll I'll take them. I'm with you on that one. Like I like the Bengals have done here, but like this goes back to the point that we had with the Ravens of like, you have to play somebody just due to roster limitations. You generally see that on the defensive side of the ball. Who's the the strength of this team? The defensive side of the ball. Like yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you in a nasty weather game too, because we're potentially looking at some snow Saturday into Sunday here in Cincinnati. We'll see kind of what it looks like at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Cincinnati, I feel like every city is infamous for just weather changing right on a dime. Um, so we'll see, but that could be in key here. All right, my books versus these stupid Panthers. The line's at four and a half. I was shocked that it opened at four and a half, over under 37 and a half. It is a win and get in for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not the case for the Panthers. They're simply trying to play spoil role in the division. Before we talk about this game, I do have a small little tangent, and that is that the Pro Bowl voting is an absolute joke. Can somebody explain to me how Buda Baker is in over anti-Winfield Jr.? It makes no sense. Like, not only does Winfield have, like, I don't know, 40 more tackles or something than, than Buddha. Buddha has zero interceptions, zero first fumbles, zero fumble recoveries, zero sacks. Winfield on the other end has got three set or five sacks, three interceptions, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries and over a hundred tackles. What are we doing folks? <laughs> it's a joke. Winfield's all over the field. I mean, another example is chase young as of yesterday was second in defensive end in defensive end voting. He's a rookie player on that defensive line. He's like the third or fourth best pass rusher they have. I, what's going on? It's the dumbest. It's a popularity contest. And then we use this for resumes. When we talk about like legacies or paying guys, or whatever, we're like, oh, but they got like five Pro Bowls. Who cares? It's a fan voting. Like get rid of the fan voting. It's insane to me. Complete joke. Mike Evans. Like, okay, I get it. There are, at this point, there are probably somewhat better, but he's like not even cracking the top 10, I think, last I saw in Pro Bowl voting. This man just had another 1,000-yard receiving season. That makes it 10. Like, he's always disrespectful. Levante David, too. Like, I get it. There are some phenomenal linebackers out there, but I don't even think he cracked the top 10 either. It's like, what is happening? (laughs) Ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. As far as this game, I'm terrified we're just going to, like, completely fumble this one away. Like... (laughs) You're telling me pressure's on when you get in. We got Todd Bowles and Baker cooking up a win here in this situation. This feels like something real stupid happening at the end of the game, but I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, I'm going to put my money on the Bucks, but I, I do in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, God, just like, what if Nate, you know, all he's wanted to do was lose all season. And then finally it's like, well, we could get to the playoffs, so let's just do it. And then what if you just, don't even get that. <laughs> you just you're just sitting there with your eight wins. Just like, damn it. This is my nightmare. I like finally yeah. bought in last week. I was all in, like, oh, we're gonna crush the Saints. We're gonna crush the Panthers. We're gonna go in with a little mojo. Be a little frisky, get our doors blown off probably by the Cowboys, but whatever. At least we win the division wild card. Yeah. Now I'm sitting here with a bum right. draft pick and no division or playoff. This is a Bucks life. I'm, I'm back to being miserable again. I had two good years. Call it a day. We're back to miserable. 
Yeah, I would be very concerned about that. But honestly, I, I just your team's so much more talented than I'm. I think you'll be fine, but I I, I would also be in a just total panic if I were you. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then I saw something about like I was not a fan of our OC's press conference this week. It sounded a lot like, yeah, we're just gonna run the ball up the middle for a yard for like two straight downs and then try to get something on third down. I was like, oh yeah, because that's been successful the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Tapper might Tapper might be throwing drinks at people again. You know, it's it's an absolute disaster here. Total disaster. (laughs) Good night. All right. Vikings Lions. Lions at three and a half, over under 45 and a half. The Lions are no longer really playing for anything. Their seating is wrapped up after just once again a disastrous refing uh show here. But you have the Vikings still trying to fight for playoff position, need some things to break their way. How do we feel about this game? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Minnesota does have something to play for. Um, I, I just, I don't know if they're gonna be able to do it, even, even though Detroit isn't playing for a ton themselves, they have so much they need to go. I mean, including, you know, you guys need to lose that. That's a scenario they need. I mean, they, they have so, they have so many different scenarios, so they'll, they'll play hard. Um, but I think I'm gonna go lions here. I just, I, I don't know this, this isn't my favorite game on the board. I'm staying away from it. There, There's too yeah. much. Like, Betting on Nick Mullins, that that's a gamble. <laughs> like that that feels yeah, that feels iffy, um, to say the least. Like the sure Lions is playing for much. They're gonna be a little pissed off after the the refing job that that outplayed itself uh last week. Brad Allen's and his crew somehow has a meaningful game this week. I don't know how that's possible, but that's the NFL for you. Yep. Just doing it because they can. Yeah, like just spit in our face. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. We take it. Yes, please. More. It's essentially what we do. <laughs> the dumbest league ever. Billion dollar league and this is happening. But eh, whatever. How <laughs> can what a bum game. I don't I don't have anything on these two teams. Just shut it down. Your season was a nightmare. I mean the Saints are still playing for something, but they need things to happen in front. They need a lot to happen in front of them. Yeah. I mean, I think both of the teams are still playing for yeah. something, which is crazy to me. Um, I'm gonna go Saints. Uh I know there's there's Obviously, I'm I'm in full tank draft mode with my team right now. Um, so it, it actually is very uh, helpful for us to keep our number two position if the Saints beat the Falcons. So go, go Saints. The, man, has the NFC South fallen. Like there was a time not that long oh. ago where it was Ryan or Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Cam Newton. Jameis was the worst in the bunch, but he was throwing for 30 touchdowns. Yeah. 30 picks too, but ungodly numbers. And now we've got this division where it's like, what the hell is going on on a week to week basis? Oh yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there's another bad division in the AFC, but this one is way worse. I don't know if I remember watching a division this bad in recent memory where like every team you're just leaving your head, head scratching. Like, what are they going to do next week? How bad, how much bad can it get? (laughs) And like, there were a few seasons where the NFC East was really bad, but you could always point to an injury. Dak's injured. We have no injury here that we could point to. (laughs) No, nothing. Just four bum teams fighting it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable. All to get their doors blown off by like the Cowboys or somebody in the wild card. Like just sending a lamb to be slaughtered on wild card weekend in front of the nation. That's all. Basically. Yeah. Uh, Jets Patriots lines at two and a half over under 30 and a half bills last game. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
That's the only angle in this matchup. Bill's last game. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll trust Bill to win his last game. I'll yeah. go with the Patriots. That's all you got. You got a game at home. Patriots, Bill's last time. It's last go around. Gets the boys fired up one last time. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and Bill, I trust. Yeah, and Bill, we trust. God, that'll be an interesting offseason to see where he lands because I feel like he's a guy that he's going to die in the field. Oh, <laughs> that's happening. Most likely probably in a training camp from a heat stroke at the age of like 96 coaching. Yeah. Like, I don't know. God knows. Coaching, in, coaching in Arizona for no good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing, Bill? So get out of that heat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Bears Packers lines at four or three over under 45. This is a little interesting matchup. I feel like um, only because Packers win you're in, but you got a bears team soaring up the charts this last couple of weeks. I mean, you got Justin Fields playing for his next contract. You got a built bears defense that stepped up. You got a lot of guys pissed off on this Chicago bears team. It feels like with the way the season has gone and kind of the way they're being talked about in the national and local media gets the Packers team that outside of Jordan love has slung it, been slinging it a bit, but the rest of the team, especially that defense. Yeah. I'm with you. I mentioned last week on the pod, the bears are kind of, they're kind of sneaky. They're kind of they're kind of heat up here at the end of the season. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say they're like the, the Lions because they're not the Lions. Um, the Lions of last year because they're not. But they they got a lot to play for. They already have the number one pick, so they have no reason to to tank. Um, I, you know, so yeah, they they feel good about themselves. So I I think I'm going to go with the Bears here. I think the Packers. Uh, I I kind of like the Bears money line to be honest with you, but um. I, I'll take just Bears plus three, but I think the Packers should be very worried. I agree. Like, it's nice that they're getting uh, Jair Alexander back because the defense, I mean, that thing is leaking water left and right. I got to assume he's just going to follow DJ Moore around the field, but that also requires the Packers defense to have two brain cells to put together. I don't know if that's going to happen, folks. It's a divisional game. Like you said, they got the number one pick racked up. Like, they're just, they got a lot of pissed off players that are playing in a divisional matchup game and a rivalry game where the other team could go to the playoffs, but if they, they beat them here, it spells disaster. Like that feels like a recipe. I, I, I don't hate to have in the money line. I've definitely taken bears plus three. <laughs> Couldn't say that right now. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with Justin Fields? Do you get rid of him and draft a quarterback or do you try to build around? What do you think they're going to do? I guess, or what would? Um, <laughs> hmm, it's what do I think? What do I think they're going to do? And then what do I think? What I think I would do? Um, Two very different things, probably. Yeah, yeah the Chicago Bears. Ooh, I mean, they'll trade Justin Fields for like a seventh round pick. <laughs> Couple hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, they'll do something real stupid, and then they'll turn around and trade like a second round pick for like Robbie Chosen Anderson. Um, anyways. <laughs> I, I actually think I actually think that they'll move on from fields. Uh, both the thinkings here. I think they should get a quarterback, and I think they will get a quarterback. I, I think they'll do it. I agree. I think it's I think it's just like a number, like an age game at this point of like you know what yeah. fields is. He's probably going to be like he may have like a season if you put a lot of pieces around him, like Jalen Hurts right. last year, where you're like oh shit, but that's like an aberration type of season. He's probably like just he's a solid guy. His 
he's a lot of fun yeah. when his legs are going and he's like making plays and you're like like that play last week where you're like holy shit how did you not get sacked three separate times in the same play and then like reset his eye like he had that ability in him but the vast majority of the time he's like an average quarterback in this league which you could win but when you got a guy like Caleb Williams or Drake May or any of the other young guys that like you're not putting Justin Fields in the conversation of like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, like J- Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, like these elite type of guys that are younger in their careers, which when you got the number one pick, you're kind of trying to get that. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. You don't want, you know, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like, <Nah. laughs> like that's probably, I mean, Fields is obviously more mobile. I'm just throwing out a guy that's sort yeah. of like, he gives you moments where you're like, oh, shit. And then he gives you a lot of like, yeah, this is an average quarterback. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Cowboys commanders line is at thir- the worst thing they can do is if they stick with him and they trade out of that number one pick and then they don't end up with like oh. a Harrison. That is something I've been plotting my head. Like is polls dumb enough to be like, we're going to keep him. We're going to trade out of the number one pick. And then somehow they don't end up with a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. And they just get like an edge rusher or something. <laughs> could totally see that happening. That could totally happen. That yeah. would be hilarious. That could for sure happen. That should not happen, but I feel like that is a possibility in the polls error. You'd be like, yeah, no, he's played great in these last couple games. Let's just get a new OC and try to build around him. And then they trade out yeah. of the first pick, and then they don't end up with an elite offensive weapon, and they got like an edge rusher or something. I could see that. Oh, that would be funny. All right. Cowboys commanders lines at 13 over under 46. All right. How, how do we feel going into this game? Jacoby Brissett is no longer playing. You got no Sam Apple. You guys are playing for draft position at this point, but you got Ron Rivera who it feels like the guys haven't fully quit on him yet, but kind of, I don't know. What is your vibe on the building here? Oh no. Oh no. We've quit. We have quit. Uh, we will be losing our eighth straight. I imagine here we better. I tell you, we better lose our eighth straight. <laughs> Um, and I would, um, yeah, I, I would take Dallas here. You know, that's a large spread. We, I mean, we can't even score the ball anymore. So uh, if Dallas scores 24 points covered, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a joke. This whole staff will be getting canned on Monday. Maybe they'll keep the enemy around so the next coach can evaluate him, but I, I don't think that's gonna, I don't think he's going to be retained either way. Um, yeah. So I would take Dallas here. You know, he's praying that he does get canned. Kansas City to bring him in as a late season analyst because Matt Nagy isn't really pulling his weight with Andy Reid. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would be nice, nice for the enemy just to go back there and maybe perhaps get another ring. Doubtful, but maybe. Yeah, they hire him as like a late season analyst because I don't think you can't add him to the coaching staff at this point. But I think you can right. still add him as like an like some like weird scouting department guy or something like that to help yeah. with game plans because. Whew, who would have thunk bringing Matt Nagy back to help uh, Andy Reid come up with the offensive game plan wouldn't go uh, swimmingly? Yeah, exactly. Um, Seahawks Cardinals line is at three over under 48. Seahawks are the favorite. Cardinals are playing spoiler role here again in a season that has been. It's had its bright spots for a Cardinals roster that I think we came in going. I don't know how they're winning any games, but they've they've come up right. with a couple here. You got a Seahawks team, though, and the big de- money is is all determining. I believe Geno Smith gets a $2 million bonus if he gets them into the playoffs. So keep that in mind, folks. How are we How are we looking at this one? Yeah, I mean, Geno's got to play hard here. Obviously, they also do need 
Green Bay to lose, which I think, you know, we just talked about, we think is very possible. We, we do think that could happen. So, so you know, Seattle's a lot of play for here. Cardinals, they have had their moments. Obviously, their most recent moment meant a lot. Now, you do wonder, obviously, Gannon knows that Eagles team better than anyone, probably, that, that <laughs> you know, that isn't on the current staff. So I, I think that played a role in what the, what the Cardinals did last uh, last week. I think uh, I'll trust Pete Carroll here. I think he'll have the boys ready. Um, Pete, Pete is always cool, calm, and collected. So I will go with the Seahawks here. I like the spread that they're getting. I think that's that's a pretty good spread here. I like it. No hook right now. Uh, I'll take the three. You you, you yeah. got to win to get to have a chance to get in. Geno's obviously. I mean, not only is the motivation to get to the playoffs, but you have a pretty big incentive to try to get there. So I'm with you. Um, it actually works perfectly for our transition to the Eagles Giants in what has to be an oh shit moment for Eagles fans as you see your two coordinators taking the best attributes of what you had last year with them. You had a Cardinals team that came in, upset you, and then you look at the Colts team. You flagged it the other week of like, this team needs to find its identity. It's probably in the run game. Whose run game has come up the last couple of weeks? Oh, the Colts have been doing a lot better. Who's their old or who's their head coach? Oh, your old OC. You guys are figuring out things and have identity crises on both sides of the ball. Maybe yeah. Sirian is not the guy. <laughs> it is starting to look like maybe he is not. And you know, obviously, this Eagles team is going to go to the playoffs, but I could see if they were bounced. You know, that wild card weekend, I could see a surprise firing possibly happening. Um, it, it wouldn't be, you know, shocking. And you know, obviously that does seem to be mounting up there in Philly. Um, the people, the people that were saying fire Howie, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Also, as a team that needs a GM, please, please fire yeah. Howie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? I don't know if there's another man on planet Earth that's better at their job than Howie Roseman. So that's hilarious. I, I do hope they fire him. About- five minutes it would literally be five minutes before he got a new job <laughs> i mean unbelievable that would be hilarious um yeah I, did you you said five and a half is that the spread you four said? and a half i got four and a four half. and a half okay four and a half's a little different four and a half I'd, I'd probably take philly but i would be worried i mean they just played this giants team and this is a team that came back on them in the second half the eagles are terrible in the second half they, they just don't do anything in the second half <laughs> like I, I don't I don't know what's going on there. So yeah, I'll I'll go Eagles, but I, I don't I I'll feel comfortable on it. I probably won't bet it honestly. I like your thinking though around the halves because I think you attack this game in the halves because there's a good yeah. chance if they are scoreboard looking, second half comes around. They're already not a good team in the second half. Cowboys are up by two scores, and they're like, oh well. Maybe we should start resting some guys because we're already a little banged up. And then you got Tyrod Taylor, the ultimate professional, not Tommy DeVito for the Giants in the second half. Feels like a potential backdoor live game situation. Or you maybe bet the Eagles first half, like, oh, they come out a little nice here in the first half, but then they rest guys in the second half because, you know, the Cowboys are winning their game and it's not looking like the commanders are going to do get an upset here. And so now we're not really playing for much from a seating perspective or the division perspective. So like, let's rest some guys. We're going into the wild card. We need guys healthy. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it because there are some injury concerns to say the least. There's locker room concerns. There's a lot going on. 
in Philadelphia. And the last thing you need is going into that stadium on that turf in a bad weather game and having a guy blow out his ACL right before the wild card. Yeah, they can't afford that. Nope. Uh, 49ers, Rams, uh, nobody's going to play in this game outside of like the guys they have to play. The line's at four over under 41. I don't have much on this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much. The only thing I would say is, you know, obviously it's the fans who's going to win coach of the year, but if he wasn't, you got to get Sean McVay. I can't believe they're in the playoffs. Insane. Like I agree, Kevin Stefanski should be coach of the year, but unreal what Sean McVay is with that. I, the dude is a magician. Yeah, he is. That's crazy. Um, Chiefs, Chargers, lines at three and a half, over under 35. Another game I don't have a ton on. You got lame duck in the Chargers right now. They're just yeah. leaping to the final. And then you got a Chiefs team that's trying to get some things right schematically, but like there's not a ton of motivation here. I, I, I just don't have much on this game from a betting standpoint. Not either. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> I mean, it's just like they, neither team has anything to play for. This is a week where if you don't have to bet it, don't bet it. <laughs> save that bankroll. Save that money for the playoffs where you can actually get some some solid value potentially. Um, Broncos Raiders, I got nothing on there unless you got anything to hit on in that game. The Bills Dolphins, though, lines at two yeah. and a half. Over under 48 and a half. There are things to be played for in here. The Dolphins are a very injured team. And then you got Tyreek Hill's house lighting on fire. Thankfully, nobody was hurt in that. Um, you got a Bills roster that I, I got to imagine that there's something going on behind the scenes with Diggs because his fall off and this passing game fall off. Yeah. Uh, like, what the hell? Like, something's got to be going on there, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been like a good... I mean, at least it feels like over a month since we, I mean, we really had seen like a digs breakout type of game. Yeah. I think he's averaging like 36 yards in the last month. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens there. Diggs isn't old, but he's not young. He's at least 30. I, I think he's 30. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think some sort of injury there, something just some disc. Um, yeah. Some, something is definitely going on there, but this is going to be, I think this could be a very fun game. Obviously, it's crazy to me that Buffalo could potentially not be in the playoffs. Um, that's really crazy. I do think they will win this game. We've seen, we've already saw them play Miami once. Miami, it does really seem like they can't really beat good teams, um, the exception of Dallas, who also can't really beat good teams either. So, yeah, it, so I just trust Josh Allen here. Just gonna kind of go banana. Hopefully he doesn't overthink things because we know he can. Yeah. I think they got like 19 guys on the injury reserve right now who are either like limited practice or did not practice Miami this week. Like, wow. I, I don't even know. Like I was trying to count it up here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 guys on the injury report for week 18. Like, <laughs> This is a team limping to the finish line here. I, I am with you. The I think like unless unless you check the injury report and the running back room is really healthy and the, the Dolphins can really kind of like get that game going, ground game going to help. I don't know if they can win this game. I they're a soft team. It, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's like every time they play a team that like is actually at its at their fighting weight, they just get beat down. Every yeah. time. <laughs> and I know some of that has to do with the injuries, obviously, but like it, this is not a new phenomenon 
for a, a team like this. <laughs> no, it's not. They definitely are a little soft. Yeah. So it's, it's those uniforms. They're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Internet cut out. Uh, but we got through all the games. Uh, just a quick recap for, for bets for this week. Uh, Michael texted me. He, he likes the Ravens. And then a little bit on the Bucks. Um, so nothing crazy there. Um, I do also like the Ravens at plus three and a half. I like the Texans at minus one. I like the Titans. Um, I like, uh, was there one other one? Oh, I like the Bears plus three. Um, <clears throat> Giants, let's go plus four and a half. But let's look at the live betting scene. You know, we broke it down, talked about why maybe the Eagles first half might be something enticing there. Um, and then a second half for for a live bet for the Giants could be be nice. Um, so that's kind of what, what I'm thinking on this one. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. We will be back for the playoffs. The playoff starts. It's going to be tough to beat last year's record. We went undefeated in the playoffs last year. So try to do it again. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this season. Uh, college podcast, I'm going to record it tomorrow. It may come out Friday night, maybe most likely Monday. Um, <clears throat> given a breakdown crushed the semifinals. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Been very profitable in college football this season. Uh, nice 42 and 29. So sitting at 59% right now. Let's see if we can go ahead and, and get a win this week. Um, but as always, peace. 